Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez. And with me always, it's your boy Cash, aka Exec P. What's happening, good people? Man, hey, your ears are not deceiving you. It's been a while, but we finally getting this thing back around and getting back to some normalcy. Vacation, I'm guessing it was good for you, Cash. Oh, be- beautiful, man. Beautiful, man. I, I, it was good to be back in the States. It was good to reconnect with family. Some folks I haven't seen in 20 years since I left for the military. So that that was a good thing, man. You know, you never know how much you need it until, until it occurs. How about you? I know you had some family in the area. Man, same thing, man. I hadn't seen my sister in like 10 years. I never met uh, her, her son and stuff like this. So big part of my family you you uh, it's times like this like you you realize like hey i'm going through every day and like military ain't so bad but you you realize like how much you have missed just by the time frame that they're taking you away and uh i want to take this time to just like thank anybody who's served or are currently serving man hey thoughts and prayers go out to you stay strong mentally physically everything uh I know it's a struggle. It is a struggle you probably don't even must realize right now. You'll realize on the back end the stuff that you miss. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure, man. Meeting cousins that are already 18 and you watch them grow up all through social media, which which is a blessing, man. But like it's just so much so much kids around that that just popped up out of nowhere, you know, from kid from your cousins and sisters that you grew up with and and everybody's grown now and it's just a it's a beautiful thing, man. So hopefully you get a chance to do a lot more of the reconnecting and, and making any trip purposeful. And that that's my thing, man. Like as much as I I don't hate going home, it's just that I got a huge family. You know what I'm saying? And when I go home, that's some that's some bread you gotta spend to to really kick it with family. But at the end of the day, man, that money comes and goes. The time you can't ever get back. So that's that's one thing I gotta keep on my mind is stop stop thinking about the <laughs> how much money and how much I'm gonna take a hit and, and go spend time <laughs> with your people. Stop being just a cheap ass. Yeah, because that's what you can't get back, man. That 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 time with family. Uh, so hey, cash. I think we 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 jumped in a little bit early. Let's go ahead for the new people. I mean, the, that was a good intro for the people who'd have heard of us and, you know, been been messing with us for a while. For the new people out there, tell them who we are and what we do. Yeah, man, this is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, a podcast about music, sports, entertainment, and culture. And by culture, we mean black culture. So that's everything in that hip-hop realm. So, you know, we talk to artists week to week. We'll talk to film producers. We'll talk to entrepreneurs, pretty much people that we value in, in that in that space that are doing great thing for our people. So that's what we do each and every week. And, you know, primarily you're going to get this music. You're going to get this sports each and every week. I can tell you that. <laughs> die hard on those. We definitely die hard. Yeah. That, that'll never, that'll never leave. That's the staple. That's the staple. Uh, all right. Then what episode is this? And uh, what are we going to talk about for the day? Man, we, we got a lot on the docket, man. We just going to freestyle it this week, man. There's a lot of music that came out last week. Uh, I wasn't able to make the pod. You know, you filled in. You talked about some dope albums. I'm, I'm going to touch on that, and we probably revisit some of those albums. Also, we got some new music that dropped this week as well. So we got a few artists we're going to get into, Boldy James and Alchemist. And then you also had Benny throughout a quick EP. 
and he's getting into some stuff on social media and stuff like that. So we're going to get into that that stuff. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the battle, the Hitman Holler versus Calico. I don't know if you've seen that. But, uh, no, but I will catch it as soon as we off this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely tap into that one. Uh, I think that's about it. And then we got some sports, some preseason. Summer league is well underway. NFL preseason is well underway. So I know you got your, what, 13 and 4. That's what you're going with still? 13, 13 and 4. 13 and 4. Yeah, yeah. 13. I'm trying to be reasonable this time. Right. Some right. loss. So, yeah. Some we loss. got some Raiders, Eagles talk uh some summer league stuff that we're that we're looking at and um that that's really it man we just gonna kick it today all right all right that's what's up so episode 121 so let's go on and jump right into it then cash let's let's start with uh where we left off last week let's get into this music man uh so i spoke on a couple spoke on a couple albums and i wanted to make sure that you had your time because i really did think like some of those albums were outstanding so i like to get your little review on it uh so we'll start off with uh the dave east what did you think of that dave east uh uh, with uh the hoffa yeah, so initially with Hoffa, man, I really, I'm, I got a love-hate relationship with Davies. When he first came out, liked him a lot, liked how he was rapping, and then he had a few murky moments where he was up and down, up and down, up and down. I like a few songs here and there, but this one was more the same as far as it was like a, a letdown for me initially. But this is why you got to, sit with music and not just write it off the first week because initially I wasn't feeling it, but it's probably whatever else I was listening to, you know what I'm saying? But as I got deeper into the album and I'm, I'm probably saying track three, track four on the album. I don't, I don't recall the exact um, number or what song, but it started to just smooth on out. And then for the rest of the project, yeah, East, East was doing his thing in terms of just, Flowing and Harry Fraud had a lot to do with that. Harry Fraud had a lot to do while I stuck stuck around. So I, I rock with the album a lot, man. I know you. I know you felt like it was very good yeah. as far as the production. It was very good, man. I, I, yeah, I gave it a four out of five, and I, I was saying the same thing about that. That Harry Fraud, and I just think he got a formula for finding these rappers who don't necessarily uh, fit into that industry mode, even though there was there was put up on that pedestal initially saying like, Hey, this is the next person coming up, but maybe they, they're not that club person. Maybe they don't have all those little hits to make that, that super successful type album, but it it shouldn't take away from any of their, their skills and stuff that they have. And I think if you hone in and find a character of that person, and I think that that's what I was saying, like, and and that's what Harry Fraud seems to to do. Well, it's just like, Hey, you're, you're a dope, dope MC. So, I'm going to give you where I think you excel at and give you a chance to shine even more. And that will bring you on to the masses instead of uh, hitting the the industry formula of just, hey, you got to have club song, got to have woman song, got to have, you know what I mean? Like each one of these little pockets, uh, you got to have a hype song, let's go get, uh, you got to touch down south too. Let's go get Young Thug, throw Young Thug on the song with you. You know what I mean? Stuff like this. Like, nah, just just be you, do <laughs> own the space that you in. Let's let's get you real, real comfortable right in, in this space before we try to even dance in any other pockets. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. I know exactly what you mean. And 
like I said, man, we'll get into the Hit Boy and the Alchemist produced albums a little bit later. But like you said, man, Dave East to me seemed like he was trying to do that for a long time where he was trying to chase that certain record instead of having a record. Like when you talk about this project and his discography, it'll always be easily recognizable. You'll easily be like, oh, I like this song, this song, this song off of this project because of how strong the project is overall. There's no club songs on here. There's no hype songs. It's just dope music throughout. And I think at this point in time, a lot of artists, even, you know, you want more established artists to do this too. Like, I mean, we just had the verses, right? Locks versus Dipset. Jada Kiss is a prime example to where, in my opinion, Jada has classic verses, but doesn't have a classic album. That's that's my opinion. That may be public opinion. I don't know. But in my opinion, that's how I feel. He has very solid albums. He doesn't have a whack album. He probably has a lot of four mics, 3.5s. That's, and that's really good. But those projects, you remember, Kiss the Game Goodbye. You can name several songs off there that were fire. You know, Kiss of, uh, not Kiss of Death. Even back to the most current one, Ignatius. Like, top five. You know, like you can name songs off of there to where you, if you when you go back to it, you like, this is a solid body of work. And I think that's what will happen with Dave East as he continues to do these these type of projects with one producer, one sound. Because, I mean, for me, that's my preference anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you saying Jada Kiss is overdue for something like this too? And who would you like to see him teamed up with if that was the case? Damn, uh, that's a good question, man. I would like him to go back to some of the guys um, in in our era, some of my favorite producers. I don't know how well he would mesh with a uh, – uh, definitely it wouldn't be Kanye West because I wouldn't want Kanye to mess that up as far as just <laughs> – what he did to Nas, I can't forgive him for that. <laughs> so – uh, I probably would say like Just Blaze if we could find Just Blaze and get him out the dungeon. Uh, Bink, he's from Virginia. He did a lot of uh, stuff for state property and Rockefeller back in the day. So I would probably pit pit him with them. I wouldn't want the Alchemist stuff or whatever. Yeah, I although think I think right on Bink, you know what I mean, would be the best one. That's one I was thinking. Right, because he would give him those big songs that Jada tends to chase because. He's more of a, a mainstream artist with his albums, and they his albums sound big. They don't sound gritty and, and none of that. You know what I'm saying? So I would think Bink would work because he can give him the good industry sound that Jada tends to, to do, but not necessarily not give him that street shit that we love Jada for. So I think he would give us a good balanced album if he did something with Bink. So I would pick Bink. Okay, okay. Uh, so moving on to the next one, uh, the Isaiah Rashad. What was your thoughts? Did you even must listen yet? Oh, yeah. I, I heard them all, man. I had, like I said, I was off for a whole month just chilling. So I had, I had plenty of time to work out, to ride around, listen to music and various settings, various uh, settings, rather. So with Isaiah Rashad, I would say, man, you know I'm not the hugest fan of him just because <laughs> – 
he's not whack. He's, I'm just not the hugest fan. I'm not going to like everybody, but I do respect his pen, and I respect what he, he does, especially being on a crowded TDE roster to separate himself out because he does have a lot of critical acclaim and fanfare. But with that said, this album was right up my my alley in terms of easy, easy listening. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't difficult to listen. And if you know his backstory and things that he'd been through with the drugs, uh, with addiction, depression, I believe some of those things in the Vanity article that he was in and then an interview that he did. So, you know, I'm tapped in with the behind-the-scenes stuff because I have no choice uh, with our, our partner in crime, Iggy, on Iggy's Loudmouth Podcast. He's going to make sure you see all the promo for <laughs> for my man uh, Isaiah Rashad. So, you know, the album sounded fun, uh, but to me he traded in fun. He traded in lyricism for for, for fun. You know, a more upbeat project, a more uh, melodic project, in my opinion. I think if you were never an Isaiah Rashad fan, you could be like, yo, go listen to this cat right here. And most people, casual, casual listeners, even down to the, to the you know, hip-hop, boom-bat people, I think they would like this. I think they would like this project. It would be a good introductory piece. To, to anybody who hasn't heard them. So it's solid overall. If I had to give it a, you know, a source five mic rating or, you know what I mean? It'd probably be three and a half, three and a half, possible four over time. But this is definitely one of the strongest projects to come out so far this year. I don't know where I rack and stack it right now, but it, it's a strong project. I, I gave it a three. Uh, I'm surprised by your, answer on it though I, I didn't think that you was going to feel it as much because it was so so much uh more melodic like and it's like a lot a lot more tunes and mumbly uh than he had been on the son's tirade and that's kind of where you know i appreciated son's tirade a little bit more so i don't know if that's well i do know i guess that was his step away a little bit from this type of sound that he had initially so but i thought that was the the elevation. Yeah, I thought that was the next step that he was taking in his, in his route. I didn't think it was going to backtrack. So some people are going to be happy that he backtracked. Some people are going to be a little upset that he kind of kind of did. So uh, whichever one you fall in, into that little pocket on, if, you're, if you've been a fan of it that long. so Yeah, especially when you talk about, like, he come off on the album, like, Revy, what, the second song, Bussin', what is it, what is it called? The second song on the album with, with Little Uzi Vert. So that song came out, bussin', came out, bussin', like that joint. And then the video, the video song is up-tempo. For me, I could play that anywhere. You know what I'm saying? I could play that. From the garden, from the garden. From the garden, yeah. So so that joint, I could play anywhere. That's that's def- definitely gym music. That's definitely when I don't want to be in that, you know, super rapper mode and, and lyric-driven rap. But... You know, he's having fun, man. And at a certain point, man, I feel like we got to allow some of these artists to do albums like this to where they bring in new fans because you're going to come back the next album five years from now or however long it takes for Zay to drop. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back around because we respect what he does overall. So I, I'm not mad at him for going in this direction because it brings in people like me. Yeah. Okay. 
Tracking, tracking. And now for the big one that was uh, out that week uh, that came out of seemingly out of nowhere. I mean, what they had like a week or so ahead of time that they started telling people that he was about to drop the Nas. Oh, I like I love everything about this. Love everything about this Nas King's disease, how they how they came out just a few days after Yeezy announced when he was going to drop that Friday initially after the multiple pushbacks. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I like how confident they were with it and coming back damn near a, a year to when part one came out. And I, I started listening to this thing the moment it came out, you know, midnight. I was on it listening and I was like, I didn't think this could be better than the first one. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like they got in a bag and they got even more comfortable with, with each other and what they wanted to do. And I think they balanced it out well. You know what I'm saying? You got songs like um, YKTV, you know, on part one, you had the one with Fabio Foreign. I, I didn't know how that was going to sound. I didn't know how that was going to sound, but then it ended up sounding really good when I heard it on, on uh, you know, live. And same thing, A Boogie with the Hoodie. I'm not sure how Nas and A Boogie with the Hoodie going to sound. And I like A Boogie with the Hoodie outside of this. You know what I mean? Like, huge fan of his stuff. So, it's just like little things like that. Then to have Charlie Wilson, Lauren Hill, which I still, that's one of my, go- nobody is one of my go-tos. This album is just phenomenal. From start to finish, I like how Hit Boy didn't overproduce Nas. You know what I mean? He, they, they just found a good little pocket, you know what I mean? And that little three-store run with store run moments and nobody. Charlie, the song, uh, No Phony, like Charlie Wilson right after that, too. Like, that, it was, it was you saying three, I, I'm going to say four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, any anytime you got Charlie Wilson doing this thing, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like, he was in such a, a zone and, like, I was feeling – those store those those stories rather that he was saying even the death row east that was a dope one you know what i mean i i just like i like everything about it man i like everything about this project nas is good is one of my songs that i probably play religiously since it's come out you <laughs> know what i mean that was like my top one out of here i was just like hey because i i i kind of feel like that at, at moments in my life and like that's always like you know Definitely, definitely it. Uh, but wanted to say, like, I called it an instant classic. Are you willing to jump out and say the same thing, or are you saying like uh, give it a little bit more time? And then uh, one other thing I got got for you, I talked about like uh, you know when DJ Khaled had that that song on there, and the album's done. Nas came out with the album's done. Then he did that, uh, and I think it was the album that came out was the the Kanye album, the Nasir, the seventh song that was, eh, it was okay. It wasn't as great as it was held to be. But that energy that he had on that DJ Khaled, uh, the album's done, was amazing. It was great promo stepping up to that album. I'm saying that if you take that promo and throw it in front of this and like ease into this album, like it that seems like it fits a lot more than the that other album that's got. And would you agree on that? So yeah, yeah. I think the energy that he had on that song in particular that you're talking about on a Khaled album, I think it was like one or two Khaled albums ago. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you that that energy 
if that would have been transitioned into this type of album, man, you know, that would have been even another dope project for Nas's legacy. But, you know, the Kanye one wasn't trash, but it wasn't great either. It was just like, okay, Nas gave us something. You know what I mean? But in terms of uh, instant classic, I would say, man, it's instantly in my rotation. I won't say classic, but I haven't. there hasn't been a day since it came out that I haven't listened to several songs off of it. There hasn't been a day yet. You know what I mean? So that's when I know when I'm not trying to, when I'm listening to it at my leisure for fun, because we listen to a lot of these things to prepare, to do these, these pods and to be well informed with our initial reviews on it. But I'm, I'm going to be able to talk, shoot from the hip on this one. As we go into our end of year wrap up in December, like I, I know this will be firmly in a rotation with other legends that may pop out. You know what I mean? But I don't know if they're going to have such a great sound with whoever they decide to do a project with. You know what I mean? We still got the Yay, still got the Drake, Drake coming. You know what I mean? But this this is my lane. This is my Holding the game hostage for over half a year, Cash. He's been holding the game hostage. <laughs> Who, Yay or Drake? No, no, Drake. He said at the top of the year he was having the album done, man. Like, come on, man. Gave us a three-pack, and then now here it is. We sitting in August, and still, it's probably going to come in December time frame. Like, that's the ultimate letdown, but I, I know I'd be... Uh, good with the album when it does come out. But I mean, like as far as this year for albums that we've been getting out, I think we had a list of saying stuff that we was looking forward to and people that we wanted to come out. I think every everybody's starting to knock that out and we're getting surprises out there. I mean, you done had the J. Cole, you had Tyler, you had Isaiah, uh, you got uh, Kendrick that's got to be coming out sometime, right? He got to have something yeah. cooking, right? I, yeah, I would hope, I would hope so. <laughs> Definitely hope Kendrick comes uh, or Schoolboy Q or J-Rock, anybody out of CDE um, would be a welcome surprise. For Solo, you know what I mean, Abso, like it, either one of those guys, because they, they all haven't dropped in at least, you know, two years. You know what I'm saying? None of them dropped during 2020, to my recollection. In 2019, I think, he, what, Reason probably dropped in 2020? Yeah, Re- Reason dropped in 2020, yeah. Yeah. And that would, that's a, that's a solid body of work, but I don't think anybody else from TDE dropped during you know when everything was shut down. So nineteen may I may have to go back and, and check that out and see who dropped. But yes, yeah, so those four cats are due, man. If it's not Kendrick, I'm I'm not even bothered with the Kendrick and Drake and how they hold out to perfect it anymore, man. Like it's too many dope artists to really yeah yeah worry about that. Okay, so and they're not uh, my favorites. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa. I mean, they're they're not like when they drop, uh, it's welcomed. It's welcomed, but they're not like. I'm not. I don't know, man. I don't know how to explain it. I don't get hyped when they're okay. about to drop. On the spot, put you on the spot real quick. Give me your top three that you are getting hyped about and that you do have that uh, elation like anytime you're hearing about they're going to drop. Who are the top three? And I want to hear no excuses, just three people. Name them. I'll throw oh, you here. Right, right now, if they're about to drop, I'm, I'm getting hype about definitely going to be Freddie Gibbs. If Freddie Gibbs say he about to drop something, I'm hype about that. Uh, Benny, when it's not a throwaway project, which we'll get to later on <laughs> in the pod, and then I'll probably say at third, man, I'll probably say, oh, over liable, man. Anytime Hove drops something, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So, 
it seems like Nas with me, like every time I clear out a little space, even though the King disease, I know the original King disease, I didn't want to give it his accolades and stuff initially, but that was just because I think I got bombarded before I actually got to listen to the album with everybody telling me that it was like immaculate. Like this last one, this King disease two, I think was immaculate. Like that King disease one, if you had to compare those two, I'm putting two above one and that that's how I'm coming off. Like, I'm okay oh, with grading something easy. and saying that it's that King Disease one was it'd be a four on my on my books out of five. You know what I mean? And this easy. one would be a perfect that's five out of five. So I'm I'm right uh, there with you. Right there with you. So that's where I was like on, on, on King Disease. But yeah, definitely definitely Nas on there. Uh J. Cole has gotten that way. And then the round of that would be anything Wale, which I think he's warming up to uh, actually throw out something. So uh Yo, let's let's go off on that for a second. Do you think that Wale's chasing a hit? No, I think he's actually finally like comfortable in his space and he's just making music, good music, and happy in that in that space right now. Uh I don't So he's think in a happy he's, music he's, making. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I kinda well that's kinda I'm kind of taking this music and feeling off his music. You know what I mean? It's a little bit more totally different vibe from all the other ones. And it just seems like somebody who's just like, man, I spent all this time chasing the fans, the industry, whatever. I'm just just going to be me, be happy, you know, and make some good music out here. You either like it or you don't. Take it how you want it, you know? Yeah, because I'm looking at some of these joints, like uh, just stuff that's dropped this year. Good vibes. All I want is good vibes. I like that. Uh, Angels with Chris Brown, the remake of um, I Need a Girl, right? And then Down South, you know, tipping on Fofos. I think that's the beat, right? Yeah, so those are all four. I mean, all three of those are dope to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm not I'm not mad at that. And at even all. if you look at what he was doing uh, last year, what was the name of something Storm? Something. Uh, it's called the Imperfect Storm. Yeah, the imperfect storm. So I felt like that was like totally different. It was more capturing what was going on in that moment. He came out with a couple tracks that was more uh, what I love about Wale when he gets into his sports and stuff like this. And he had those sports type songs, or he had the uh, uh, lines, uh, bears, and something. I forget like what, what the name of the song was, but he was rhyming about your Chicago Bears lines and like had a couple football teams and stuff mixed up in there. He does all that extremely well to me, and I, I enjoy those takes on it because he seems to go in depth if you remember 11 1 11 like all that like uh yeah. how you had the sports intertwined with that one that that mixtape it was it's just great i think he just does just those outstanding i know everybody is not a wale fan but hey for me yeah he always you know hits all that and then uh the gifted the gifted that's what i'm trying to think of yeah that one uh was that that's a perfect album to me in my opinion that's that's i, I that's that's like his I ain't going to say it's a stop. I, I still got other ones. I still like the album about nothing. I still like his uh, first attention deficit. Uh, but Gifted is up there, you know. Which I'm just a Wale fan, so I like majority of all his music. But Gifted is, is, is definitely up there for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, right, I'm right there with you with, with Wale, man. I, I think um, that he's, he's very dope and, and misunderstood. I seem like I understand the passion behind it as far as there's not a lot of guys that have a better body of work when you really look at it in terms of mixtapes and actual albums he's put out for consumption. So, man, he he's fire, man. But I, I think that uh, 
You think that he's at a point to where he could drop whatever he wants and not necessarily do the down souths or the angels? Or do you feel like he has to have one of those hits, which he's well adapt to make a hit? Like Wale a come with a hit no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? At this point. So you think that he could do something like that imperfect storm and that be a you know a 10 track joint with a Harry Fraud or whatever, you know, producer. Do you think he has that wiggle room to do that? Or does he have to still make this standard tradition? You know, I, I, so I don't. This is where I wouldn't think the Harry Fraud will work for somebody like this. Just well, not Harry Fraud, but but I, I, I'm just saying that one producer, producer. Yeah, one producer, like just narrowing down the sound because I think he works well just going in each one of those. Like he's he's more of a, a, a industry type person where he can actually make good songs in all those uh, all those little. The subsets, you know what I mean? Like he can have a club song, he can have a warm song, he can have like the in-depth song. The, he can, I'm, I'm just rhyming. I'm gonna just kill you on this right here. He, he, he got all that. Where now somebody may say, oh, but this person does it better than them, and that person is that's all they do is like the club music. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But he's I'm a saying, complete like, artist. But, uh, he's, he's a, a complete. Artist. Like as somebody, like you're gonna have a good time listening at this album. Like that's that's kind of how I feel with Wale. It's it's. He he's up there with the rare ones like uh, that can do that. You know what I mean? That not everybody sounds great on in on everything, and he's one of those that's just like a you know put him put him anywhere. He kind of kind of finds his way. I feel you. Let's let's stay with the the Harry Fraud and the producers and and stuff like that. Like so, more recently, I was talking to one of my homeboys, and shout out to my man Russ for this question. Uh, that put this out there, and I was like, yeah, we definitely going to talk about this because I think we've been talking about it behind the scenes. Like, I want His question was who's having a better run, Harry Fraud or Hit Boy? You know what I mean? But I wanted to take it from just a better run to, in terms of, like, and I want to add Alchemist as well. Like, do you, do you feel like this one producer, one rapper thing by these three guys, like, who's who's doing it better? Man, that's that's kind of hard. Uh, Alchemist has got some of those established artists that we knew that was out there that could really do it, but never got they never got their moment in the past. You know what I mean? Uh, they like I said, like, and he's been able to bring those people out. Now, uh, Harry Fraud and found these people that's just like, bro, th- these people were slept on, put away, you know what I mean? Even in those circles where you're saying, like, uh, the people that Hit Boy been getting, like, these these wouldn't even be touched. We, we would let these people just go out and just saying, like, man, he did have that one song, you know what I mean? That's He's been finding those type of artists and bringing them up, elevating them, and that's what's great. Like I'm saying, the Jim Jones and everything, like, <laughs> would have never thought of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just want to give people just some reference points as I just like because as we're talking about it, as far as Alchemist goes, because I'm not sure just depending on who watches. I just want them to know, like just the body of works that we're talking about in the last few years. So you got the more recent one with Bold, Boldy James, Bo Jackson, which we'll get into how we feel about that one. Then you got the Alchemist Project Alfredo with Freddie Gibbs. That was super duper fire. You got Lulu with Conway the Machine. 
Then you had the price of tea in China, uh, price of tea in China with Boldy James. Uh, Action Bronson had one with him. Uh, Currency and Freddie Gibbs had one that was super fire. That Fetty one, and Currency had another one with him. Jay Worthy. So those are just the ones in the last three years, you know. And then you, of course, you have Hit Boy with the two Nas uh, King's Disease projects, and you have the Benny the Butcher project that he did, which those three is for me is it's hard to top when you're talking about just those three because you you talking about at least four mics or better for each project you know what i mean and those are all well well known projects when you're talking about the hit boy run that he's on and then harry fraud you know jim jones several at least twice and then you got um harry fraud did something with currency as well you know what I mean? And with uh, more recent, the Hoffa with Davies. And I'm missing somebody. Oh, Benny. He did one with Benny as well. You know what I mean? So, like, these these guys are actually killing it. You know what I mean? He he did Down South with Wale. Yeah. So, that that's my thing, man. Like, so, I, I can't really choose. You know what I mean? Because personally, for me, what I like in the artists that I like the most I'll choose. I'll, I'll probably say for me and what I like is Harry Fraud. But if if I, it's my per, that's my personal opinion. But if I had to look from an objective point of view and just what the consensus would be, which would be hard to argue, is Hit Boy with that three them three albums I mentioned is just killer, bro. It's it's hard. I think you appreciate Harry Fraud a little bit more just because of the person that he always teaming up with majority of the time and always have featured on the projects. And that'd be Currency. You being a diehard like Currency fan, like for the Currency, longest. Jim Jones, like look <laughs> Larry at all the June, people. Uh, Larry June he, he, that he's lifting up that I previously may not have. I don't listen to all Currency's projects. He drops too much. Way too much. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just. I don't have the time. I don't. I don't have the time. I'm just saying. I gotta keep Thank it. Thank you a buck. for finally admitting that and understanding where I be coming from. All right. Yeah, but, yeah, but, I, I get yeah. it. I, I get it. I get it. I'm. I'm a fan of currency, and I don't listen to every single thing that he drops. But you got that La Musica, the heavy fraud right behind it. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm. I'm signed up. Hit. If it was Hit Boy, I'll be signed up. You know to listen to listen to it, but it's just certain certain producers that he works with, man. But uh, but yeah, I think Harry Fraud just lifts the guys that aren't necessarily everybody's favorite, and those projects be hard to deal with at the end yeah, of the it's, day. It's me. hard to like deny like, hey, these these guys are you know they got some skill, and we kind of been like sleeping on them a little bit. Like sleeping. after you hearing those, yeah. Uh, after you hear these projects, uh, that's 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 what I said. Like he kind of brings to it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have do we have something with Freddie? I, I don't know if Harry Frog got something with Freddie Gibbs. I might be tripping. Remember, I don't remember nothing. Yeah. But that I would love to see that. I would love to see that happen next. Possibly, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. But uh, what, 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 who would you pick? Who would I pick? Yeah. Uh, Hit Boy. Like 
you got to name somebody. Oh. <laughs> I thought you was going. I thought you was going pussyfoot around like. Nah, nah, hit, hit, right out the gate, because like, hey, man, uh, he, he working with the elite ones, and like he get them to like when you working with the elites who already got something like kind of established, and then you still get them to like step it up a notch, like, bro, hats off to you. Bring something stronger, some more energy into what they're doing, bro. Like that's 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 unique. That's unique. And I mean, can you imagine? Like, I don't, I don't take it to a, like a sport. Like working with a LeBron James, who's like already like at his prime, but then demanding even more out of him. Like that's that's kind of how uh, I feel like these hit board projects actually do. Like, all right, I, yeah. I see you. I see your chips. They they nice, but what can you give me today? Right, right. It's just like, you know, Mike and Kobe before they got with Phil. They were already great, but they tapped into something else with those guys' psyche and their talent and took it to new heights. And you're like, I ain't even know this mofo can get better. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. But, uh, you know, Alchemist, you know, is third. But that's just saying so much in how good of a quality – of all these projects that we just listed are, you know what I mean? So I highly encourage you guys to go back to some of the projects from these, these last uh, three producers and, and also tell us a little bit about other things that they may have done that we ain't even mentioned. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I love all three of their, their uh, production. And like I said, man, I'm just a fan of the one rapper, one producer thing, especially, you know, when it's done on a high level, like these guys are doing and like you mentioned, press pushing dope artists to find new ceilings. And let let me get this straight because I know we're gonna have comments and stuff. Oh, this artist has worked with that producer. Yeah, we understand that. I'm talking about like when they actually put together a full product together as just with that one artist. Like, which one are we talking about? I know Nas and did stuff with Alchemist. I know like it, it, like we we understand all that. With Freddie Gibbs right. got stuff with Alchemist. Like we we understand that. We saying like which one. Uh, of them is really like pushing it even further out of that, and that's that's why I was going on the hit boy. We up, coming yeah. still gonna come. I'm still gonna have to defend that statement, but there, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Cause like yeah, hit hit boys. Like I said, it's difficult. It's difficult because when you talk about the joint he did with Benny and winning a Grammy with Nas, like Benny arguably had the album of the year last year, and I think all three of us, me, you, and Iggy, on our end of year wrap up. I think we all had Benny as the best album to come out in 2020. And that was Hit Boy produced. And then King's Disease won a Grammy. Not saying a Grammy is the end all be all, but it was still a strong project. Very strong project. So you had two of the best <laughs> projects come out in what, almost a month or two apart? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something. That's something to think about. Yeah. Something else yeah. or something else, man. All right, then, man. Are we going to get into the projects? Man, we've been talking forever on this music, man. Our music. Hey, man, it's been a while, man. They're going to love We haven't, we haven't had a chance. Life life been getting <laughs> the best of us, man. We haven't had a chance just to shoot the shit and talk about it. So, you know, we'll give them the time stamps. You know, let them get to what they want to get through. You know, that's what we do. Uh, but, yeah, man, let's, let's get to the joints that dropped this week. Well, you, do you want to start with the Benny or you want to start with the, uh, with the Boldy? Let's start with Benny. So first off, I didn't know this was coming out. 
I didn't I didn't know this was coming out at all. Um it was it was a surprise and I'm like, oh, I'm going right to it. And I'm like, well, why why hasn't Benny really promoted this? Why hasn't he said it's coming out and all that? And it wasn't until like several hours later after it dropped, he basically said this is something that I did three years ago. You know, y'all enjoy it. And I'm paraphrasing here, but basically, Prez, he made it seem like it was a throwaway. And he's not, it's not, I haven't heard a lot of good things from other people about this project yet. But as for me, I'm, I'm still getting into it. It's, it's one of those where it's good, typical Benny for me. Um, but nothing, nothing, not, not you know how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, you know how if if it was dope, I probably would have hit your line about it. Yo, you need to stop what you're doing, find some time in your day, listen to this shit because this shit is fire. This just wasn't it for me. Get, I don't care if you're at work. Leave your fucking meeting. Go listen at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how I get. <laughs> you better circle circle the block before you come home, man. Listen to that shit. Let let it ride. Man. Take the long way home. Hit all the red lights. You know. So and it's, it's seven Picasso. seven songs, uh, so I'm not too disappointed in like what what I got, man. But like, yeah, it wasn't nothing to like jump up and like say, "Hey, this is the best. This is the top project." Especially after like ah, timing of music plays a factor too. When you get something, it's hard to come off that Nas and then go to this. You know what I mean? And it, <laughs> I was I was in the mode, man. I'm I'm in the zone. I was expecting nothing but like great and it's it's it's, yeah, it's like I when can't. they talk about it back in the day like when hey, I got to go on stage after him. Like that's kind of how this felt <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I can't go from King's Disease 2 and listening to moments and store run and something that was so you know, handcrafted for us to listen to and then for you to just put this out and then on the heels of that, so my second point is, everybody that's listening, you know, this could start being bad for Benny because trust the Sopranos, mm, that was that was some mid, and then now this, and then you you coming on your social media saying essentially it was just something you put out, you know, you made a couple years ago, and you know whoever he made it with, he's probably doing a good solid. For the producer, because it's one producer on here, and I want to name him uh, as we go through it in the credits. It's called Chop La Rock and Rare Skrilla. want to put that out there because they did a good job on it. You know what I mean? I just think that it it wasn't the best representation of where Benny's at now. You know what I mean? So this was just like some typical Coke raps. And you could, you could tell when it's just something that, you could you tell mean, it was dated. It was dated. It was dated material. Invested, and, and, yeah. and, and and then like uh, I mean that's that's a good thing when you talk about stuff that just stands the test of time or that's just great rhymes. It, you can never date it accordingly. Like it still sounds good and it's still relevant even to so for us to hear this and that it we can tell that it's dated. It, it, it's a reason why it was like that throwaway or that he held on to it for so long. You kind of feel like this wasn't something that I'm holding on to. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm waiting to put it out at the right right opportune time. It wasn't his best work, and I kind of feel like he kind of right, and and that's why I think that he's lashing out on social media. So I know you're not on social media, and Iggy brought this to my attention, but I I just posted something that you know he was talking about nerd internet 
dudes or whatever the case may be. Listen, Benny, I'm that nerd internet dude that likes to listen to your music and like street street music that comes from the same thing you come from. So don't, you know, cut your nose to spite your face because a lot of the nerds actually buy your music. You have to be able to take constructive criticism when when you put out two back-to-back average-ass projects with your name on it. And in my opinion, leave it on the cutting room floor if it's something that you're going to leave on the cutting room floor. You know what I mean? But when you get bad reception from the projects, you can't lash out because we've given you praise for the last four years, it seemed like. Everything you've touched and your, your team as such has been gold for the most part. But you have... All of them had some missteps in terms of projects, and and I get it. You got to put out a consistent amount of stuff, but in my opinion, this this is something that is going to come and go. Yeah, I mean, if you dilute the product, if you dilute the product, like you can't get mad at people just feeling like eh, just trailing off a little bit. Like it's it's not it's it's not what I'm used to. And just like just 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 like you got came up on your little point where everything was getting stale and you know recycled, we don't want your music to get in that same little uh, that same little rut. You know what I mean? So hey, tell you step back up your game, get your pen, lock in where you need to lock in before that next person comes up and you no know, steals the spot, steals the shine the same type of way. I know I wouldn't be happy just ending on a short run or you know short little stint like you want these people to last you want them to have the nice type careers you know what i mean yeah and i put it in term that benny can understand you know don't step on the product you know what i'm saying sometimes you can't stretch it out because soon enough the fiends the listeners we may not get as high off your material <laughs> you know what i'm saying and that's exactly what you're saying prez it's just like you know but on a flip side, I'll give another perspective and, and shout out to Iggy again. He said something in our group chat about it that it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. So you got the Isaiah Rashads of the world that drop every four to five years. And then you have the currencies that drop every other month. You know what I'm saying? So what's the right balance? Because some people say currency drop too much. Some people say uh, Isaiah Rashad, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Kanye don't drop enough. So what's the right balance? It don't are matter. Are we just never going to be satisfied? We 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 are. We are never going to be satisfied. But you got to find that balance on a if currency puts out four five of these things in a year, right? One of those got to be fire to keep everybody like okay. Well, he at least once a year he gives us something that's great, so I can keep listening at it. You know what I mean? And if you're yeah. the Isaiah Rashads and stuff like this, and you coming out every four years, there's no wiggle room. Like whatever you coming out with, got to be like straight because we ain't gonna hear from you in a while. So that's that's kind of. But you, the 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 thing that's linking all these together is you got to have those wins up in there. You got to have those wins, and if you scratch them out too far in between, you kind of lose the people at that point. And so if you're, like I said, too far and in between, so if you're the three-year, four-year dropper, every product, every project has to be that one. You know what I mean? But if you're the one that's every year, two to three times a year, one got to be fire. So the next two could be, uh, okay, just keep everybody on the hook. So if we're talking about Benny in this manner, he gave us one. 
Now that's two been uh, all right. All right, we cool. Whatever you put out next just gotta be fire, man. It has to be. I feel I feel, I feel you on that. I, yeah, you said it. I couldn't put it no better myself. Like, you know, you can't have that many F ups in between. Put you put out something very dope with Harry Fraud at the top of the year. So, you know what I mean? Like like these throwaways are unnecessary to the catalog. And if you do too many of them, then you may start to get a lot of the critique and like, oh, you know, I don't think Benny's falling off by by no means. You know, he's doing a lot of great things. He had the NBA commercial on the draft and, you know, he started late in his career. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. No, no, about, no, 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 no. I this. just want to throw one apart on that. It was just like, uh, yeah, if you if you constantly do this, I don't care that it came out three years ago, that you did it three years ago. Don't matter. First to me. time I'm hearing it is now, so I can only <laughs> I can only grade you on like what what you dropped now. Like I, I I can't I ain't got nothing else. Like you can't tell me this was three years ago. It wasn't put out three years ago. It was put out now. So I'm when I listen to it, this is what I get. So if you if you didn't want to be get your damn time machine, go back and drop it when it was supposed to drop. Other than that, shit came out this year, in my opinion. This is your latest. Leave it at that, man. <laughs> Leave it at that, brother. Leave it at that. So next up, we got Boldy James, Bo Jackson. Take it away, Press. How you feel about this new Boldy and Alchemist? So I'm going to intertwine some things. And when I intertwine these things, I know some people are gonna be like, well, that's just fucking crazy. Uh, but uh, this is the way my brain thinks. So Las Vegas fan, uh, Raiders fan. I'm a big Bo Jackson fan. Big, 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 big Bo Jackson fan. Bo Jackson is the reason I'm a Raiders fan. All right, uh, Arvin, go to go to. Uh, I'm an Arvin fan. He goes to the Raiders. Bam, bam, bam. Read all his books, all this stuff. So I'm very engulfed in like what Bo Jackson is. Also from Mobile, you know what I mean, from the area. So I hold Bo Jackson in the highest regard. And when I say that, like I'm saying, like it's the fact that he was a multi-talented athlete that did it at the all-star level in both of those sports. And we don't have many of those. We don't have many of those. So when you attach his name to it, I'm expecting you to be the best and you're going to be multi-faceted in whatever you're doing right there. Uh, so uh, if <laughs> if you was the guy that was the only the street guy, I'm expecting when you throw Bo Jackson's name in it, oh, that means you about to dabble in all the other little spots up in there and you about to hit it to this is the project that should have been it. This wasn't that. This Bodie James wasn't that. When I listened to it, it was still all like one tone. It was still all like one one lane. And <laughs> sometimes the naming concept can fuck you up. <laughs> and that's how I, I felt like this right here. He he named it and he I I I like when you somebody like hey pick up a book or you pick up a, a, a game movie, whatever it is like you're doing. And it's like, Oh man, this look fire. And then you play it and like, Oh, this is the most boring shit ever. That's, that's kind of how I felt about this. It wasn't boring, boring shit ever, but I'm saying it didn't match what the album was saying, what the title was selling to me. And that's, that's kind of where I, I kind of got the drawback. He was kind of fighting with. So I know I done talked about a bunch of stuff that ain't got nothing to do with actual product or what he doing, but uh, <laughs> the the product was about the same. It was about equivalent to what you usually get from him, but the naming concept and the marketing had me kind of fooled. And that kind of made me just like, 
dial it back a little bit on my uh you know appreciation for his type of music on this one and it kind of it kind of hurt hurt his brand a little bit with me uh on on that so <laughs> Bodie James gave you more what he usually gives uh but as far as if you was coming up in this, like with the name saying, you're thinking you're going to, like Bo Jackson, okay, man, he's about to turn it up. Like, this is about to be perfection on all levels and in everything that he stepped in. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. Uh, so, uh, I would, two, two out of five. Um, can't, fault, can't fault you in that. Um, the, prior to the, this, Freddie, uh, the Freddie Gibbs, the Freddie Gibbs currency one was, woo. <laughs> yeah, song, yeah. That, so that, it that was, was some. A, what did you like off off of it? Uh, that one. Uh, I I um I'm talking. I like the Brick Mile to Montana featuring Benny the Butcher. Photographic memories with Rock Marciano. Uh, the Diamond Dallas with uh Stove God Cooks. I'm, I'm not sure if you rock with Stove God Cooks, Prez, but you need to go. Go back <laughs> to his project that came out last year. That that shit was really dope. And um, the fake the fake flowers with currency, I like. And then the last two songs on the album, first forty eight freestyle and uh, drug zone. Yeah, it was first you know forty eight I mean? so, uh, fake flowers, uh, the brick mile to Montana, and uh, the photographic memories. Those those were the ones that kind of like stood out to me. Everything else was there. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like uh, Speed Trap a little bit because it he switched intro, it up for the a intro slight, was slight. The intro minute. was low, like it didn't have no the, no the passion. Intro, yeah, it, it didn't. Oh, man, I just knew he's difficult. <laughs> he's difficult to he's difficult to to me to produce for. It just seems like you know what I mean. Just based on uh, how, how can I say it, man? I would just say. His tone of voice, and he don't come up out of that at all. And sometimes some people, some rappers, that's just them. You know what I mean? They have a certain tone, and they're not coming up out of that. And I get it. I could find value in in this project, but the, the only two projects that I like from this guy, I'll be flat out, are produced by Alchemist. And that's the only reason I come along for the ride. Other than that, he spits a lot of boring drug raps, um, I don't care how true they are or nothing like that. That doesn't really impress me. It's just that he doesn't say nothing fly with it either. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's just not for me to get on. You know, he's not saying shit that's too technical for me to understand or nothing like that. It's nothing earth shattering. So when you don't have the bars and you just sound like one continuous uh, monotone guy, like you don't even have the bars. Like if you're going to be monotone, Say some slick shit. Please, at least, give me that. Give me that. But he's not giving me that. You know what I mean? So, And he's being saved entirely by production in this case. And, you know, Alchemist clearly rocks with him with this being the second project. I did like the price of tea in China prior to this. But the, the stuff in between, kind of like we were talking about with the Benny, was three straight. Joints that I ain't hear nobody talk about when he dropped. Nobody. Not hip-hop Twitter. Not people that like him that I know personally from Detroit. Like, it's just... I don't know with this this cat, man. Like, it's, he's... He's just not... He's not entertaining to me. You know what I mean? Um, I 
It is what it is with him. He he's just not entertaining with me. Yeah, I I, I don't I want to talk too too much on it, man. Is didn't spend that that much time in my catalog for me to keep spending like uh, a lot more. But like, yeah, marketing fool me on that. Like, if you're gonna come out with something like Bo Jackson, I know some people like oh, LeBron James, all this. Like, you got to be like a, as you you talked to me about it. like people who came out with Kobe and stuff like that. But I feel like those be like, be good products, like a good. They try to achieve something. It, it don't seem like that was this was just a naming concept for him, and it, he he didn't think how the marketing was gonna come across. And marketing wise, it was like, oh, Bo Jackson, okay, this dude, hey, he really about to like step out and like try some stuff. Like, Bo, when you say Bo Jackson, you talking about the best in two different sports, two different things, right? So, or if he's talking about the drug dealing, like I, I don't get that translating because everybody in the did that. You know what I mean? Drug dealing to to rap, like you know, you the best. In the, bro, no, that's not what I was expecting. When you talk about that on the <laughs> album, I'm expecting you to actually like, hey, I have I have came here, I've arrived, like I'm the best at doing it. Elevate your artistry, level, and I'm be, I'm the best on doing it. And uh, and now I'm diving into this little a uh, little bit more pop. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of what I was trying to. Yeah, just. Putting Alchemist beats to waste, man. So, it, I mean, it, it is what it is, man. Um, like I said, I stuck around for the production, which was top-notch once again, so hats off to Alchemist. But I'm not sure if this this dude is going to change anything about his style. So, like you said, it's, it's no need to shit on him. It's just that's the critique. That's, that's how I feel about it. I understand everything he's saying, and I just don't like it. <laughs> that's just... Just is what it is, man. But sticking to the sports references and and all that stuff. Have you? Did you have a chance to sit down and watch some Netflix or some the, the recent interview that uh, my guys Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson had with Jermaine O'Neal in in terms of the new Netflix untold story, Malice at the Palace? No, but I'm looking. Is it out yet? I believe it's on Netflix now. Yeah. Oh well, I'm definitely gonna watch that. I've been waiting on that yeah, one. Check I that out. I just didn't check and see what was out. Like, yeah, it kind of slipped my mind. So, uh, I'll give a. I'll give I haven't a been on Netflix spiel. in about two, three weeks. So that's kind of probably why I haven't seen it up front. Uh, so. Yeah, I'll give a quick spill on it real quick. Less, okay. less than a minute. So, I mean, it's the untold story. Jermaine O'Neal went in, went on uh, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson's podcast and, and kind of spoke to it for about an hour but the the actual documentary dropped I believe this week and it was really good it's only just over an hour and it's really just giving you all the camera angles and how the players weren't protected and how it really affected their careers and you never hear from Jermaine O'Neal which was the best guy was the team one of the team captains was the best player at the time uh you know Reggie Miller had been in what year 18 at that point, and I believe he retired later on that year. So, like, they kind of go back and peel the layers behind behind what happened, you know, in the whole Ron Artest and how he left and how that made them feel and how they really wasn't rocking with Ron for a lot of years. And then to go on to see Ron win, to see Steven Jackson win the championship. And at that time, if you're a big Hoop fan, you know that the Pacers probably would have won a championship with that team because they were – neck and neck with the Pistons who beat your Lakers uh, that, that one year in one of those championships. <laughs> so it, it's just, it's a real somber uh, look back on it in terms of just how they were. David Stern came down with like a super heavy hand trying to protect the brand, but in theory, 
really didn't protect the players because they weren't protected at that arena. So good, good documentary. Highly encourage you to go check that out. So that's my quick spiel to get uh, everybody to go watch that. How long? Now you just you just got me thinking about something. How long you think before we get a black commissioner in any sport? In any sport, man, like they keep these commissioners for a while, bro. So I don't know. I don't know if it'll be in our lifetime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because these guys keep that job for 20, 25 years. Look at how long David Stern was the commissioner. Roger Goodell is going on what? Year? He's in the teens at this point in terms of how long he's been um, handling NFL business. And it, he's been groomed. I think it starts from the grooming period. I, You know, I'd have to look you know, I don't keep track of that to that to that level in terms of who's in the office, but I don't know if you if there's black execs on teams or in the front office there in the NFL and NBA that are being groomed to be the next commissioner. So I might not see. I don't think I'll see it. <laughs> I mean, if you like, are we talking about David Stern and all the negativity that he had on the game and all these little restrictions that he pulled out? Mm-hmm. And I spoke when we last time we was on here a while back, and I was just saying, like, now look at what players and coaches wear on the bench. Drives you insane that they was fighting it so much back then to get to this now. And it's like everybody's doing this. Like, nobody wears the suits and the button down that they was trying to make do. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. It just seems like. Change come, but it comes they didn't real get it. slow. And it people was like understanding. Be, yeah, if people was if you had somebody up there that was a little bit more understanding to the situation, I think it, it can go as translating both ways. You know, from player to to owner and owner to uh, player, uh, you're kind of looking at the wrong face. I mean, if majority of your league is is this way, then come on, man. It it, it just that just makes sense to me. Uh, like you, it's, it's yeah. time for that. And type then he of had hire. too much power. Yeah. Him, 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 and Goodell, like as commissioners, they judge jury and execution, like stuff, stuff that would have been a misdemeanor in, tar- in terms of malice in the palace and how, in all actuality, you know, it was started by the cup being thrown. They were actually Pistons fans against fifteen players in Indiana staff. When you think about it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and you know you had guys coming down to the court that tried to swing on Ron Artest. You know what I mean? So these guys are trying to protect themselves and each other, and they were just treated like some thugs. You hear that thrown out continuously, and the media went and ran with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just so, supposed to act the calmest under being disrespected on that level, and nobody, no, no cops, nobody was in the stands to even protect them from that or get in that fan's ass as soon as they did it and kick their ass out. You know what I mean? So and look, it, if, you, if they had handled the situation correctly back then, we wouldn't be in the same situation that we uh, approached this last uh, year during the playoffs with fans, you know, still, still throwing out slurs, still throwing out uh, racial slurs I'm talking about and, yep, yep. Uh, you know, throwing things and like having the incidents that you have, uh, to this year, where they yeah, finally about Westbrook. to get a grasp on all this stuff and say, like, hey, you know what? You're going to be banned, and we're going to allow the players to press charges. That shit should have been done 20 years ago. 
Like yeah, you threw something at him, sense. your ass need to go to jail. Not the player. We're right. not gonna suspend him. You you initiated. He's an athlete. You a dumbass for throwing something on somebody who's like <laughs> the 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 right. apex of the apex of, of of all males. You know within the within the world. So you either take the ass whooping and move on and let it let it be done, or hey, you can take this shit to court and he can he can hem you up that way too. <laughs> Good, I feel. You. I feel you on that, but yeah, check check out the doc, man. It's really really good. Quick quick watch. You'll be in and out in no time. But yeah, let me let me know how you feel about that, man. But but NFL NFL preseason <sighs> is here. Uh, we got you know this this is the beginning of you know some Sundays and Saturdays and Thursdays of football here for the next few weeks as we see who's gonna make. You know, our our final cut, you know, I don't have a good outlook on the Philadelphia Eagles right now, but I'm just watching and seeing it looks like we have some of the same secondary issues uh, that we've that have plagued us in the past. I don't really see (laughs) that being too much of a strength uh, for us, but we'll we'll, we'll see, man. Um, Offensively, again, you know, I haven't got a chance to see a whole lot of our quarterback really out there. He's been out there for what, maybe a total of four series. And, you know, I understand they'll step up as, as it go, as it moves along. So I don't have no glowing reviews uh, from the Eagles two losses so far. You know what I mean? I'm just looking at adjustments week by week and, and seeing who gets more playing time and who I can trust come, come season time. So I, when I make my predictions, it's, it's a valid, you know, eight, and nine or nine and eight or you know what I'm saying because I don't I don't expect a whole lot out of this team this year but then again NSA NSC East is always up for grabs man like you, you can have a loaded team but they can come out and totally fall on their face on their face so but that's just my you know surface level review as we get a little bit closer into the season start, and I know we'll do our deep dives, but I know this is your time of the year. You know what I mean? And your Lakers got knocked out early in the playoffs, so you ain't had no, <laughs> you ain't had no, nothing to look forward to basketball wise. And, and so I got to dive hope in early. Back. I got hope di- is I back. Gotta, I got to dive in early <laughs> and actually see. Yeah, yeah. So the Raiders they played last night. Uh, great game. Uh, even for preseason for what it was, I know you're not seeing like the starters at the 2020. It kind of proved that you don't need to really see your starters at all. They can kind of get acclimated during the during the season and go forward. But I think the offseason was needed. I think that portion was needed to get people like getting getting the team together, getting them actually like the rookies started on the right path. Uh, some people come out and they're ready to succeed right off the jump. You ain't got to add much to them. We kind of find that out with the uh, with the receivers and stuff. I think Justin Jefferson, who got picked later on down the line and out of all the receivers turned out to be like one of the better ones because like he he didn't have much polish that need to go on him so uh not to say the other receivers are bad it's just like they did need a little bit help on that transition going forward so you kind of seen that so i think that's going to take people taking a look at like LSU, Alabama, like a little bit different, like a, well, this receivers, they was good, but they didn't have the size and all this, but coming out of LSU, they may have the size, the, uh, they, they having the interaction with like Odell Beckham and stuff like that, who's already in. So, Hey, it kind of goes a little bit, a little bit, uh, easier for them. So, uh, but 
that all aside, now we're seeing those young ones come up and you get to getting to play with them. You're getting to find out what the depth of your team is really going to look like. And for the Raiders, I'm telling you, for somebody who struggled, uh, a team that has struggled with depth in the, on the defensive side, they looked at damn good, Cash. They looked at damn – yeah, we looked damn good, man, on uh, defense and offense. And I know our offense wasn't even running with our first or second string quarterback, but we got to see our new center. We got to see our new rookie uh, tackle. They held it down. They held it down. Even uh, a miss, like a mixer of uh, – I know it was a mixture on the offense of who they was actually normally going with. They didn't have like our true uh, – Left tackle starter uh, and Colton Miller, and they had what, Richie Incognito sitting out. But we got to see what what they gonna hold up, and they did great on as far as run protection and pass protection. So that kind of stood out to me. Those I was able to catch those things. So the players that you know are right there on the bubble, and the rookies that you actually getting to see, how do they hold up against other people, other competition than what you're seeing and practice on a day to day basis? And uh, Raiders looked at real good, man. Real, real, real. Offensively, you guys. Got what it takes to score with pretty much anybody in the league. But on the back end. Let me go on this offense, though, real quick. Like, because uh, some. So one of the receivers, uh, Zay Jones, who you're thinking like we got from the Buffalo Bills of a couple years ago in, in the midst of a trade, who's kind of been like that, that right there on the bubble. Like, is he go down to practice squad or is he, he, he's, he's not a starter. He hasn't been a starter on our team for, for a minute. Right. Uh, but yeah, he's a piece that's, that's needed and valued on this team. And Gruden has constantly came out and talked about him during the, during the off season and saying like, he's one of those dudes and making improvement. But then that's shit that you hear from coaches like every year, you know what I mean? Like, so was it really true? First plays out, man. Uh, I think he ended up being the, our receiver with the most yards at, at the end of the game. Uh, but uh, first couple plays out, like he the one who ignited that whole team in the crowd. Speak, oh my fault. Let's go back to crowd, man. We had sixty five thousand strong at a preseason game. Cash sitting up in the Legion Stadium. Are these these Raiders fans are hungry. We sat out. We got to see a new stadium built last year, and then we got to hear all these dumbass calls and get to hear Gruden uh, yelling and getting upset because it's an empty stadium and the way it echoed. But uh, just seeing the fans there, man, they kind of added to it. And Zay Jones ignited that crowd early uh on that run with uh with uh Nate Peterman just just two outstanding passes he caught one on the sideline just turned it in at the end just uh it was a 50-50 ball he went up and caught and then another one outstanding where he got past uh, the defender going deep and then he made a outstanding dive for the uh, for the goal line, didn't didn't necessarily get it. Uh, they they called it a couple yards short, but the effort that he was giving is kind of what ignited everything on that that uh, that offense. And then we had Jalen Richard, who's been uh, our third string running back for a while. He's been kind of injured and sitting out, and now we had a couple other uh, running backs come out. We had one called Trey Ragus, Rag- uh, uh, I think it is, but I think now. After this game last night, everybody's calling him Trey Vegas. Like he's he, he may have solidified his spot in as that third running back because we got Josh Jacobs, we got uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, so those those two spots are solidified. But who's going to be that third and fourth fourth running back that we carry on over? And it's looking like it could be him. But that's that's all all good and well until we actually see proof. So that was the offense. The offense was actually having those guys stand out and come forward. Now the defense have been a major problem. 
get into this defense, man. This defense, man, uh, no matter what people want to tell you about, like, some of the players and talent that we didn't kind of picked up, uh, I, I think a lot of it had to do with coaching and, you know, the players playing with knowledge and speed and able to just react and interact. Uh, that has kind of been uh, – it's been missing, and you can see it where players just look completely lost for the past couple of years when they get thrown into the Raiders system. This Gus Bradley system that they're going in, though, these dudes was moving. And we had some rookies come out initially on that first couple drives, so you still got your somewhat starters or your, your, your you know the direct backups up in there, so you can make a good judgment if this player is going to be any any good, right? Nate Hobbs uh, came in as a nickel uh, cornerback. He's one of our rookies that we picked up in the fifth round. Went in and took Geno head off, bro. <laughs> Geno, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, the, court, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took his you gotta go back and watch that play, bro. He like and Gino actually had to come out for a couple plays after the game. Like he came up in there. But it was just how everybody's reacting and moving in this new system is I, I got high hopes. Like we ain't catch too many. I don't think we caught any other starters really on like defense. Like not too not too many of them. Uh that just that Nate Hobbs, he may end up starting at nickel because our nickel quarterback corner cornerback is uh getting he suspended for like the first two games so he may end up playing but it, it gave you high hope man uh gonna be a little bit different when when you're playing against the starters i know but you you see that promise and that movement up there and uh just the speed just the speed was a big difference that you could tell the the, the interaction on that defense so it's it's giving me hopes so if i could you lucky I ain't see this game last week. I would have never said my thirteen and four. I would have been back to my seven, <laughs> seventeen and zero. 17 you know we would have been there, man. But <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm coming off hype. It's 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 preseason. I know. Uh, this week, I don't know if you know about the teams. A lot of teams are doing the the the, the co practices with the other squad, and we got it with the Rams. Yep, yep. So. The, the starters are going to play like on Wednesday, Thursdays usually. Uh, and then the preseason game, which is on Saturday, still be like the second, third string players playing. But we will know a little bit more about how our starters fared against some true starters in the NFL and how we're really looking heading into the uh, the season on September 9th. But, man, after the bullshit that we got like last year uh, <laughs> with the condensed seasons and – you know, people not moving around, no fans in stadiums. So even like college ball was kind of taken back a little bit. Like seeing this preseason, I'm it. I, it, it even got me hyped right now. It, it got me hyped. Like it's I'm different. saying, we got six five thousand Raiders it's di- it's fans. It's different. And you can tell like this is something that people were starving for. You mi- yeah. you forgot how much you so, miss. You you forgot how much you missed it. Like you know, like it even made a difference when you're talking about the NBA as well and how the playoffs went and just. You just forget that you miss those ebbs and flows and what the players draw from just the fans being there or how just, you know, a critical turnover in the score and how the fans get hype and how that could just totally deflate a team coming back on the field to try to come back and, you know, right their wrongs. Like, you know, like it's just little things like that to where when you're watching and you see all these fans out there to be able to, to really do it again because, you know, you took it for granted as far as just time. I know it's sports and stuff like that, but, you know, for us that live and breathe and, and die sports, man, to 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 see the empty stadium and, you know, to see these guys go out there that feed off of that, 
you know what I mean? It, it was kind of one of those things where it was like last year was like, all right, cool, you know, Bucks, Bucks won, and they ultimately had fans, you know, in the playoff games and Super Bowl, but it still wasn't the same. Still wasn't the uh, same. I, I, if we don't make it to the playoffs, if we don't make it to the uh, Super Bowl, which hey, most people are gonna say the Raiders ain't gonna do this. Da, da, da. If you look at the team, the team was been slowly building, and the players that people had doubts about are seeming to come around in this third, fourth year when amongst getting drafted. Or you know we didn't got players that could fill in for them, and they can come in as a filler role, and they're a damn good backup. So either way it go, we we kind of moving in the right direction on that. Uh, I I feel we're gonna have several players that will be mentioned. And either going to the Pro Bowl, which is something that we don't have as often besides Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller, uh, nobody else is like in those talks. But I, I think on defensive side, you may actually have a couple. And uh, this is it. it for Derek Carr, man. This it. If he got this team together right now, this yeah. should be his year. The numbers have the numbers last year was better than his MVP run, but it should be no reason why he's not on that Pro Bowl level on this year going in. And I expect to see that anything less than that from Derek Carr this year would be a letdown. All right, let, let's end it there. So that's it for, you know, Raiders Boulevard and, you know, the Eagles corner. We'll be getting giving you more in-depth feedback as as we go along. Uh, as as the season goes along, we'll probably be chopping this in up depth, into it. But, but definitely from a fan segment. side. You got definitely from a fan side. Yeah, it's going to be in-depth, but like I, I ain't breaking down plays. Uh, they got channels out there now. Then they, YouTube numbers, is full of that. You're going to get of more of that fan side, at, hey, that barbershop talk along with this. Like We're going to talk our shit. When our team winning, we're going to brag. When our team losing, hey, coaches may catch a, a couple uh, words here and there from us. So <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be stuff like that. Uh, so know what know what you're getting, know what to expect on on that portion. Yep, and we just gonna give you, we just gonna you know some some weeks you may get audio and video, some weeks you just may get audio only. That way we can give you real time reactions. And if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan or or Vegas Raider fan, then this is the place to be. On the podcast, the traditional sense that drops on Tuesdays, we'll give you just our thoughts from around the league. But we want to make a concerted effort to do our thing with our teams and what we're passionate about and just kind of do it that way. We'll see how it flows. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go along. But just want to let people that listen know that that's what's going to come. So if you start seeing multiple pods out there, yes, the main pod will be Tuesday where we talk about everything, but we're going to start chopping stuff up and giving it to you in smaller doses and see how that goes. So don't don't be too alarmed if you see multiple releases throughout the week. It may just be us condensing the podcast and giving you just small doses. With that cash, I think we've been talking for a minute, man. Right, is that man. is that going to wrap us up? Long time, long time. Before we wrap up, before we wrap up, one last thing on sports. Did you listen at the pod last week? Or did you hear me come at you and Nums neck talking bad about y'all thought I wasn't gonna catch that shit? Well, y'all, you thought I wasn't oh, we heard that. it. I heard it. Y'all sitting here throwing that slander. <laughs> it ain't gonna work, bro. It ain't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna work at all. But I mean, you guys are loading up just to be able to. To load manage AD and LeBron because LeBron's getting old. 
and AD is going to be out. That's that's a given. So as long as you got some competent vets that can get you a few games while they're out and they're not out as long as they were last year, y'all should be fine. But I still don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. You know what I mean? But they should be the favorites, man. They should be the favorites. I just think the shooters they have, not that good. Not that good, man. But we'll see, man. <laughs> if the Lakers win it all, if we win it all next year, I need to deck that in like Lakers gear. Not none of the old shit that you got to saying you playing respect to Kobe. Oh. I'm saying like some true, some true <laughs> Lakers gear. And then I do you one even uh, even better. If y'all ain't got to make it to the, to, y'all ain't got to win it all. If y'all make it to the uh, the Knicks, y'all so I can be specific about it. If the Knicks make it to the championship game. Oh, Eastern Conference. Okay, yeah, we won't, we won't. But <laughs> all right, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll do that. If they win the championship, I'll I'll have some new shit uh, of Lakers gear. Not not the nostalgia stuff, just the of a current current player or or something to yeah, commemorate yeah, yeah. the season. Okay, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll own that. Yeah, that's how confident I am. It ain't happening. I, you know. God, bl- I hope no injuries happen, but uh, that, that's what AD is known for, man. He got his money. He won his one championship. If, if you know, if my knee hurt a little bit, I'm going to sit down. I'm gonna miss, if I got to miss 40 games, I'll miss 40 games. Whatever. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for both the NFL and NBA we'll season see, coming around this year. So, All right, man. So that's a wrap. It's episode 121. We will holler at you next week. 